Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. This is Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. This podcast episode on biblical archaeology is one that you may prefer watching on video because it has pictures of the artifacts we discuss. To access it on video, go to beyondordinarywomen.org, click on resources on the menu, drop down to church issues, and click. I'm Kay Daigle of Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Welcome to the third episode of our series on biblical archaeology with Angela Everett. Welcome, Angela. Thank you, Kay. Glad to be here. Well, we have had some great, well, it's not really conversations, but some some great information from Angela in our first two uh, videos. In the first one, we talked about why archaeology is important to our understanding of the Bible. And in the second one, we talked about Old Testament discoveries that are significant. And this video episode will be about the New Testament discoveries uh, that have been found. So I don't wanna waste time just talking. I wanna go right to Angela and let her proceed because these have been such eye-opening videos for anyone who has not ever heard about this. So Angela, what can you tell us what's been found that verifies the New Testament? Okay, Kay, so I'm going to I'm going to share three uh, discoveries today. It was hard to narrow them down. There's so many artifacts and discoveries that confirm New Testament scriptures that there's no problem in us believing our Bibles. And I'm going to share three of those with you today. So the first one is called the Pilot Stone. So Matthew 27 records And when they found him, Jesus, and led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. So we all know Pontius Pilate ruled over the trial of of Jesus and and ultimately put him to death. But we had, we, until 1961, we had no extra biblical evidence that Pilate ever existed. But in 1961, Um, An archaeologist, an Italian archaeologist, excavating at Caesarea Maritima in the amphitheater, discovered a stone that had an inscription on it. That on the face of the stone was a monumental inscription, which was part of a larger dedication to Tiberius Caesar. And it clearly states on the stone that the dedication was from Pontius Pilate, prefect of Judea. So why is that important? Because that one stone dating to the first century time of Jesus, it it gives us physical evidence that yes, there was indeed a man named Pilate and that he was the prefect of Judea at the time of Jesus. So tangible evidence. That's great. I had no idea that there had been no evidence until that recently. Mm-mm. No, not to 1961. Nope. But we're always finding things. Always. Absolutely. Okay. What else? Yeah. So the next one is the Pool of Siloam. And we've talked about that one in, in one of our other segments. 
But the pool of Siloam, because of Jesus' really wonderful miracle there with the blind man, that, that's been a sacred site for centuries. Um, we know in John chapter 9 that Jesus performed the miracle uh, on the blind man, and he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Okay, well, traditionally, the pool of Siloam site included not only the pool, but a church that was built by the Byzantine Empress Eudocia in the 5th century. So it was not the 1st century pool of Siloam, okay? She built that to commemorate this miracle of Jesus, but we didn't find the original pool of Siloam until 2004. What? Yes, yes, 2004. Okay, anytime you dig in Jerusalem, they do any kind of work, they find archeological things. It's so cool. But in 2004, they were doing construction work to repair a large water pipe south of the Temple Mount. And they almost always have archaeologists on site or they have them ready to come and, and take a look because it's just everywhere. Well, two archaeologists found two ancient steps when they were doing that construction for the water pipe. So they, they halt the construction work, it happens all the time in, in Israel. They halt it, they start excavating, and those two steps were part of a monumental pool dating to the first century, the time of Jesus. So in 2004, we found the original first century pool of Siloam. Well, if you remember from a pre previous segment, King Hezekiah built that pool. He, King Hezekiah built the pool, but at the time, it was a depository for fresh water. But it seems like by the time of Jesus, seven centuries later, it was used more of a, of a mikvah, which was a, a Jewish ritual bathing place. The mikvahs were everywhere because the Jews had to do this ritual bathing. So since Jesus told the blind man, go wash in the pool of Siloam, it looks like it was being used as a ritual bathing site. So why is the pool of Siloam important to us? because it doubly confirms that Hezekiah did what the Bible says he did, and it confirms the side of one of Jesus's greatest miracles. So once again, tangible evidence. Yes, exciting. It really is. That's yeah. just great to know. Yes. And I was in Israel before that, so I would not have seen that. That is so exciting. Yes, I saw it a few years ago in Israel, and it, it just I don't know. And I know not everyone likes archaeology like I do, but it just stops my heart when I see these real things that the Bible talks about and they're there. You can touch them. It's, it's amazing. It is. It is. Israel brought tears to my eyes just to think this is where Jesus walked and this is where he lived. It's I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, so do the you last have anything else for us out of the New Testament? Yes. One more. Yes. So we call it the Nazareth inscription very unusual um, artifact. So in 1878, a, a, a man, his last name was Freuer, he acquired a marble slab bearing a Greek inscription from Nazareth. Well, he died never knowing what was on it. And the Paris National Library acquired his whole um, collection. And, and it, was some, it was a French scholar that actually um, translated and published what was on this inscription? Well, the Nazareth inscription ended up being an edict of Caesar. They think it, it, it was uh, the reign of Claudius. So we think Claudius did this or 
sometime between 41 and 54 AD. So this edict of Caesar on the Nazareth inscription imposes a death penalty for anyone caught stealing or, or moving bodies from family tombs, specifically sepulcher um, sealing tombs like the one Jesus was buried in. So, so this is a really weird, weird artifact. I mean, like what would cause Caesar to, to make an edict and oppose a death penalty because people were stealing bodies? I mean, that, that's, that's weird. It was common in antiquity for grave robbers to plunder tombs, to steal the valuables, but never the bodies. I mean, who wants the bodies, the decaying, stinky bodies? But the Bible records that the Jewish leaders concocted and deliberately spread the lie that Jesus' disciples stole his body. So I really believe that no doubt that reached the ears of the emperor and like he likely seeing this new Christian sect as a, an anti-Roman movement decided to make an edict, a no body stealing edict, you know? So, so why is this important to us? Because it verifies in a very tangible way the lie that the Jewish leader spread to discredit the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, and this is real. You can you can touch it and feel it. And so and these three things are just, they're just the tip of the iceberg, just the tip of the iceberg for artifacts that confirm the historicity and the reliability of the New Testament scripture. So, so why is this important to us? But we can trust our Bibles. We can, we can trust our Bibles. And in turn, we can trust the God of our Bibles. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Angela. I know that many people who are watching this will really benefit and will benefit their faith. But they will understand that the Bible is reliable historically. It is yeah. not just somebody in the fifth century just made it all up and wrote it down. It, it is reliable from outside sources. So thank you so much. I hope this will be a real faith builder for people. I hope so. And God bless you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcast episodes and resources for women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast is produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministry. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Deborah Herring, and Sharifa Stevens. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used courtesy of Christine Miller.